You may be seated. As we prepare to confess our sins this morning, I'd like to begin by asking you a blunt question. How many of you struggle with sin? Okay, I guess, I guess the rest of you have surrendered. Um, those really are your only two options. You're either struggling against sin or you're surrendering to it. And this struggle is fierce. Uh, you might want to ask, how fierce is it, Pastor? Uh, so fierce that it is a struggle to the death. Consider this violent command from Colossians 3.5. Paul says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Uh, literally, Paul is saying murder or mortify, as it is in the King James Version, these sins. Now, this language shocks us, I think, because we fail to see just how destructive sin is. As a result, uh, we flirt with sin, we play with it, excuse it, rationalize it, or simply ignore it, when all the while we should be mortifying it. During times of war, many of you know that the harsh reality is kill or be killed. Uh, the spiritual battle against sin is equally as severe. The Puritan John Owen wrote, Do you mortify sin? Do you make it your daily work? Be always at it while you live. Cease not a day from this work. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. This is a matter of life and death. John Owen was expounding on Romans 8.13, which reads, For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So again, it's a matter of life and death. Uh, Jesus highlighted the seriousness of sin and our need to deal with it in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 5, 21 and 22, he said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. And then dropping down to verse 27, he said, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. So Jesus is saying you need to deal with sin in a very serious way. Now, one of the benefits of regular times of confession, and we do it here um, every week during the service, 
Uh, but you can also do it daily as a part of your devotional time or quiet time, whatever you want to call that. And I think in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus was suggesting that it is something that we should do on a daily basis. But uh, be that as it may, I think one of the benefits of regularly confessing our sins is that it helps us to deal with sins while they are relatively small. Theological question that I've been asked uh, from time to time is, are all sins the same? Are all sins the same? And my answer is yes and no. Uh, yes, all sins are the same in the sense that they all deserve judgment. Uh, Jesus said not just murderers, but those who hate their brother is liable to judgment and hell. Uh, but there is a sense in which some sins are worse than others. Uh, some sins rise to the level of crimes and deserve stricter punishment because God recognizes that, of course, some sins are worse. I think we would all agree that it's wrong to hate your brother, to be angry with him, but it's a lot worse to actually murder him. Now, one of the benefits of confessing our sins on a regular basis is that we deal with it while it is relatively small. Let's say somebody has offended us and, and we are angry with them. It would be good to confess that. Say, Lord, forgive me for being angry with my brother because he did this or that, and to deal with it at that level. And maybe if it persists, say, Lord, I'm starting to get bitter now and I can't let this go. Please, please forgive me. So if we can deal with it while it's relatively small, then we can keep it from growing. Think of a, a garden. I know many of you in here have, have gardens. Uh, you want to get rid of those weeds while they're relatively small. Because if you don't deal with them while they're small, they may grow. And instead of just going into the garden, plucking them out, you may find that you have to bring out the chainsaw to cut it down because it's out of control. Sin can be like that. But if we rooted out of our lives on a regular, consistent basis, we can deal with it while it's relatively small so that it doesn't grow and become a bigger and bigger problem. This reminds us of our need to confess our sins, so let's do so now silently, remembering that our God is a gracious, merciful, and forgiving God. <laughs>